Yeah, yeah, you already know what it is. It's DJ Diamond Cuts, and right now, you are rocking to Lauren Reed live on Water Ice Radio. You know the vibes. Let's get it. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on Water Ice Radio, and we are back with another episode of the Lauren Reed Live Show. I'm super excited today, but first, let me take care of some business. My boy Jay wasn't able to be in the building today, but he sends his regards everybody. He will be missed. He'll be back next week, so don't even worry about it. Shout out to Brooklyn Bull. We are here in our new home. Thank you, Brooklyn Bull, for having us here. But I think we should get started right away because we got a big guest today. <laughs> I'm super excited to have her in the building. She is a legend. She really doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, she has been on the radio for some years now. Um, she also is the DJ for the Philadelphia Eagles. We just saw her recently at the White House. Yeah. We're going to talk about that, too. <laughs> She's been on TV. She's been on tour with Nicki Minaj. You know her. You love her. Miss DJ Diamond Cuts, everybody. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Thanks How for having are me. You? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to have you because you, like I said, you are a Philly legend. Um, people don't talk about Philly DJs without having your name in that conversation. So... How does that even feel, like being a part of just a echelon of DJs just across everywhere? Yeah. But in Philly, when you say Philly DJs, the first thing out of people's mouths like, oh, Diamond Cut. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it feels it feels good. It feels good. I don't, and it's, it's funny, um, I've been doing radio and everything that I've been doing for a while. But um, now I feel like, you know... Okay. You just feeling like I feel. I feel like it's, it's. I feel like I've been doing my thing in the city for a long time, but right. now I feel like the reach is going beyond the city, and it has done. You know, it's been that way, but I feel more comfortable, I guess, in my DJ skin. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it's like I feel good about where things are going. I'm not. I'm not nervous. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm about to be. You know, taken by surprise or right. anything. Um, and I just, just, I just know myself a little bit more. So I'm good. sure people do know, but if for the ones who don't, how did you really get your start in DJing? Like, what year did you start DJing? I ain't gonna tell you the year, girl. Okay, but I was. All right, all right, I get it, I get it. <laughs> no, but um, um, my dad, who um, also in my in my mind and a lot of people was also a Philly legend. Yeah. Um, he was a. He's like a local rapper, but he's a rapper of like um, Perry P, um, Jazzy Jeff, Cosmic Kev. So growing up, I would always hear about all of these great DJs and being around music my whole life. And um, I told him I wanted turntables. He was excited. Uh He was like, definitely. So he got me like a little starter kit and he kind of told me a few things about um, DJing and being able to get my mom also grew up across the street from Cosmic Kev. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, so when they, um, when my aunt or anybody would run and tell them, they'd be like, you got to get with my niece, she DJing. And um, just being, I guess, my dad and my mom being around and knowing so many people that was doing things in the city, they were like, you know, Kev was like, all right. Um, I used to work with his, his friend, Brock. Uh, we used to work at, like, this record pool or whatever. And uh, he's like, Dami, you ever think about doing radio? And I said, no, I, I didn't think about it. He's like, give it a shot. You know, Brock said, give it a shot. He said, I'm going to link you with Kev. Okay. I linked with Cosmic Kev. Um, and Kev, like, took time out, um, like, a couple times throughout the week. And he would kind of show me the ropes of radio. Because um, I was, like, straight off the street. I was playing, I was 
I was just the hoodest DJ. <laughs> but, you know, he, you know, radio, you kind of got to clean it up a right. little bit. And um, he kind of taught me the ropes. And from, from radio came touring, touring came television, and then just a, a lot of great things um, kind of happened for me. So that was, like, a good way to lead into this question. Like, how different is it? Like, we know you have to edit the music when you're, like, at a party, then you transition to radio. But like, what are like one of the biggest differences other than editing, of course, from being a regular DJ at a party versus being on the radio? Um, radio, radio is different because, it, like you said, you you have to play all clean version. Right. Um, you have to be mindful that it might be some kids in the car. Um, so the kids are not worried about what you playing in the car. We just saw a couple TikToks recently uh-huh. of people in the car when they when they listening to the morning uh, DJ with you. And I don't think the kids don't worry about the energy. <laughs> they just want to dance. Cause they just want to dance. And the energy is hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, big facts. No, that's definitely true. But um, but that that's 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 true. So that's that's um one difference. Another difference is um. I know for me in a club, in a club, I'm more. Um, I talk a lot more. I know okay. a lot of people say I talk a lot on radio, but, but um, I talk a lot more in the club because okay. it's more of an interaction. Because I'm seeing the you know the people that I'm um, performing in front of. Um, so you kind of gotta let you know let the music play um, on radio and just keep it clean. I mean that's really the that's only difference. Yeah. So when you are on the radio in the morning, like we I was just saying, it's very high energy. We know what we're gonna get from mm-hmm. Dominic. Mm-hmm. Like, so did you always set out that that's what you kind of wanted your slot in the radio to be? Like when people hear me in the morning or whatever slot that I'm on, it's gonna be high energy all the time. Well, um, I gotta give a, another shout out to Thea Mitchum. Thea, um, she is like big balls at iHeartRadio. Okay. Um, she's at Power 105 now, amongst other things. Um, but she was my first PD. And uh, she sat me down and she says, okay, Diamond, um, we, we're happy you're, you know, you hear you're like the no female DJ ever had like uh, their own slot on the radio. Right. So she was saying, um, Kev is going to play the hard music, the street music. You got Doc B, he's going to play, you know, old school music and he's going to play like the, you know, the current hits and things like that. How are you, what, what are you going to bring to the table? Now, for me, like I said before, when I started, I was into like mixtapes and I was playing the heaviest, streetest stuff you could ever think about. Like, you know what I mean? But um, I said, hmm, how am I going to make a difference? And I always wanted to stand out. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to be high energy. Like, and I, I we did a, a mix show weekend and I was like super high, my music was super high energy and the response was just. Oh, who is this? Yeah. And I was like, that's easy. This is this is like what I do anyway. I can do this too. So I kind of was like, okay, that's that's my thing. I'm gonna just always be high energy, give people good vibes when I when I'm on the radio. Absolutely. Like, um, I want people to, you know, if they're feeling down or they're not having a really good day and they know that I'm about to come on, I'm gonna bring that energy up. You know that's what I mean? Sure. I remember <laughs> driving to work a couple times. Be like, I don't feel like this, <laughs> but let me find that. Di- I know Diamond Cuts on right now. Yeah. And you going at work pumped so being a female dj like how do you how have you felt like you've broken down those barriers to open doors for other female djs um especially in the city you don't see a lot yeah. but you, there are some um you've broken down a barrier and how do you feel like you've done that um 
I'm not sure. I mean, I guess that may be a question you would probably have to ask another female. Um, But for me, um, I don't know. See, because now I see, you know, now I I meet uh, other girls, not even just in the city, but outside of the city. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, you were such an inspiration to me. You're the reason I started. But um, I never knew, like, why they would okay. just tell me like yo i look up to you you the reason i wanted to dj so i don't know which aspect it was that okay. triggered them because people from out of town i'm quite sure they didn't want to start because they hear me on the radio they can't hear me on, on the radio right. from where they are so i don't know if it was from television which was another thing that i that i um that i was doing and i felt like um and i don't want to like take the title of being the first DJ to like really do my thing on TV because I'm not sure, but um I don't know what it what it is. I just know what I do for me. I kind of just remain true to myself right. and work extra hard, and I try to stand out in terms of um, when you are listening on the radio. You don't know if I'm a female or a male. You know what I mean? Right. All they hear is good music, so I don't like to kind of hold on to the fact like oh i'm a girl and i'm out here and i'm djing i just want to be a good dj you know what i mean so i don't know if that work ethic kind of you know flew you know flowed into you know other djs because not even just girls guys say the same thing right um so yeah it it could be it could be a gazillion things i just i don't know (laughs) well you definitely have been an inspiration for sure we definitely want to give you your flowers because i'm sure there's a lot of young females inspired to be a DJ but don't really know how to like kind of break into the business or think it is all male dominated but seeing someone like yourself and on these big platforms it gives them inspiration to be able to do it but you're not just a DJ yeah um, you're a producer as well mm-hmm. um, talk a little bit about um, some of the things that you have produced um, okay. over this time um I've done I've done a lot of things um my favorite um, music to produce is definitely club music I love producing club music um, but I, I guess one of the, some of the bigger um, songs I've done, uh, I did songs with Nikki. Um, something I'm super excited about um, that I, you know, still am to this day, because I'm a Disney fanatic. I love Disney. I go to Disney World like two, three times a year. My favorite place to go. It's horrible. <laughs> so um, they actually reached out to me um, maybe like a couple years ago, um, based off of the club music that I was. Um, doing and they wanted me to do a remix for one of their um, records that they had so um, when I think I'm like when that check came and it said Disney records (laughs) on there oh my god I didn't even know there was a a Disney record yo yeah it is and it was so crazy yeah so it was like it was Disney records and Mickey Mouse on there I said oh snap <laughs> this place I'm always going to. I need to actually print that out and put that up. Um, they you know made me really good too, so shout out to Disney. Shout out to Disney. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of my play- favorite places to visit too. So them paying you back for all them times that you've been there. They ain't pay me enough, but <laughs> you know they ain't pay me enough to get all my money back. Right. You know you go to one trip is five k. It's a, more. a lot. And it, and you have, you're a mother too, so I know mm-hmm. you have a son, so it gets real expensive, especially when you go in there and buying stuff in the parks. Yeah, it's always a good nice. time. So Disney, that's that's huge. But um, you've also like founded some art, discovered some artists, shall yeah. I say, um, Little Uzi to be exact. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a that's huge. I yeah. mean, 
Uzi is worldwide now. Uh-huh. So did that start here in Philly? Like, mm-hmm. did you know him before he got there to start? Yeah. So, um, so my husband and I, we have a, um, we have a production company. We okay. do music together. He's a, a, um, a really great engineer. Um, and Uzi came to the studio with one of his friends. I think it was Will. And, um, and Uzi, I guess, was telling Buzz, like, yo, I want to put me on. I want to, you know, make music or whatever. And Buzz called me, and he was like, yo, this kid, Uzi, uh, he wants he want to work. Right. And I was like, well, I think I looked him up on Instagram or something. I seen a couple pictures. I was like, this is a little fly boy. I was like, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Like, I think we should do it. And um, it kind of started from there, and um, I was playing his music on the radio and uh, Don Cannon was passing through. And he was like, Diamond, who's this kid you playing on the radio? I said, his name is Uzi. He's like, I want to meet him. And uh, uh, Cannon came, we was in Maniac. Cannon came to the studio in Maniac and um, he met Uzi and the marriage is there. You see the rest. That's crazy. <laughs> that, I mean, definitely for on your resume, that's definitely something to have. Um, and a lot of people sometimes like like Uzi is different. Like his style is different. Do you when you looking for different artists to maybe produce or discover? Are you looking for something that's outside of the box, or and, you know different from everything that you're normally hearing on the radio? Or do you kind of stay in I guess what we would say in your lane? In my lane. No, the only thing that I look for that's the most important. That's for all the artists is work ethic. Um, when when Uzi would go in the studio, he would record so many songs, and when, he wanted to live in the studio. He loved being in the studio. Okay. You know, you have an artist that doesn't really like going to the studio, or they record songs every once in a while. How are you going to see a result from that? Right. You know what I mean? You have a gazillion artists out here making music making songs put, releasing music every single day we're flooded with it social media everywhere so it's like you have to be consistent and you got to keep working and sometimes we hear artists like this artist is trash how did they get this, this how did they get here right they they got good work ethic you know what i mean so that's that's the number one thing work ethic and then of course you know, since you know, um, since I've done so much, of course I want to attach myself to somebody that has actually good music. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both, but first and foremost, it's definitely work ethic, hands down. Well, that's a good place for us to take a quick break. Um, mm-hmm. When we come back, uh, we have a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah. I definitely want to talk about how you was at the White House yes. uh, a couple weeks ago, okay. how that came about. But we also want to talk about a venture that you guys have coming up. Something huge that's nostalgic, but coming back. <laughs> yes, yes. Of your MTV rap. Mm-hmm. So everybody, it's your girl Lauren Ray right here on What Ice Radio with the Lauren Ray Live Show at the beautiful Brooklyn Bowl with DJ Diamond Cuts. We will be right back. Hey everybody, it's your girl Lauren Ray from the Lauren Ray Live Show on What Ice Radio. What's up, Jay? I'm good. Jay the Gentleman here, and um, I'm very excited for this season. I am, everybody, because we have a new home. Yes, the new home, Brooklyn Bowl in Fishtown. Yes, you guys got to come out and check it. It is a beautiful space. And more than just a concert venue, Brooklyn Bowl's 12 downstairs bowling lanes, Blue Ribbon Restaurant, and special event space are open Wednesday through Sunday with no cover charge. Yeah, so whether you're looking for bowling, great food, or even just live music, make Brooklyn Bowl in Fishtown your next night out destination. 
For a full calendar of events and more information, please visit brooklynbold.com slash Philadelphia. You there? I'll be here. All right. We are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here. What a ice radio. We got DJ Diamond Cuts in the building. Shout out to Brooklyn Bull again for having us here. Um, great conversation. Thank you again for yeah. being here. Um, we were just talking behind the scenes. Like, I do my homework, y'all. I yeah, do you, my, do. I you do. I do my research. You know what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I saw in a previous interview that you had a big interview with The Breakfast Club. Yeah. I was really excited to see you on there. You don't see too many people from Philly pass through there. Oh, so yeah, I know. I was like, okay, Don Cuts. Um, I feel popping, okay? Listen, <laughs> I'm trying to get there. Um, you talked about that something that is kind of near dear to my heart as well is uh, mental health. Yes. Um, I've struggled with depression and anxiety mm. really bad. Um, and the pandemic has not helped with that yeah. at all. Um, but you talked about being in a dark place at a certain point in time. But you kept like pushing through. But someone noticed that you weren't the normal bubbly diamond cuts um, that you normally are. Do you remember when you kind of first noticed that something was like going on? Um, yeah. When I first noticed it, um, I was, I, I was driving home, and my chest just felt really tight, and I felt that uh, like a numbness in mm, my tongue, yeah. and I was trying to catch my breath, you know. And I'm like, something is wrong with my heart. Now, one thing about me, yo, okay, I go to the doctor for everything. I leave no, what they say, stone unturned? Yes. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I went, uh, I went to the ER. Okay. Um, and they were like, you had a panic attack. And I said, what? I said, what's a panic attack? Um, so I never really heard of it before right. um or associated with it i heard of course of course but not for me so i i called um i remember i called my mom and i said mom i had a panic attack that's weird um i it came out of nowhere um so after that it kept happening like i felt like my, my vision would get blurry that my heart would drop and i would just it was, it was tightness the can't breathe again and I remember not being able to sleep, and I would be the only one up, and I would call, I would always call my mom, I call my mom for everything. And I was like, mom, please help me. I was crying, and I was like, mom, please help me, help me, help me. I can't, I can't shake this feeling, right. you know what I mean? I don't know what's wrong with me, and I, I need help. Now, you said I got some tissues. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's fine. So, at one point, I felt like not. I felt like if I would if I wasn't here, I wouldn't feel this. Right. Um, I didn't want to feel that because my dad committed suicide. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, I um, I had my son. I just had my son, and we uh. We everybody know about the Uzi situation. I don't really want to talk about that, but we're cool now. But um, just so many, so many things was happening to me at once, and I kind of felt like I didn't have any control over my feelings, and I kept having these panic attacks. And um, I was uh doing um, uh, I was on a panel with all of these amazing women, 
and someone said to me, they said, I said, it just went away out of nowhere. They said, do you think it went away because you made yourself busy, right? And I said, oh, sad. I didn't even realize that, that I was so busy that I didn't have time to think about anything bad. Right. Um, not to say that I was, like, kind of, like, making my, you know, I felt like I was going to keep making myself busy or whatever just so I wouldn't feel this feeling because you not you sometimes you just can't always be busy right you know what i mean and you know what they say uh, uh empty mind is a, was a devil's, devil's playground. playground idle mind is a devil's playground so i started um making myself busier i was just busier because i was i i had a um a concert that i was doing so i was super busy at, at that time anyway but i just kind of kept kept moving you know pushed through it and um when people come to me and they say, "Oh, I keep having these panic attacks. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's, what's going on," and it's something that you can't talk somebody out of. It's the weirdest thing. It really is, and I, I, I wasn't laughing, but smiling back at you because those are the exact same things that I was feeling, and I never yeah. understood it. Um, I actually, when I found out, I was at a, a meeting in my nine to five in a huge corporate meeting. And I literally thought that I was having a heart attack. And they stopped the meeting because I was, something was wrong. And then my anxiety went even higher, now that I think about it, because I was embarrassed. Mm. Um, they had to take me to the hospital, because of mm. course they were like, they we want to make sure that you are right. And my mom came, my, my mom, my dad came, and they're like, we've never seen you like this before. Like, are you okay? They did everything they could check up on me and everything. And they let me go. They were like, we don't see anything wrong with your heart. You're fine, whatever, whatever. Um, two days later, it happened again, but I was driving. And that's scary as hell. It happened okay? to me. Okay. And I had to pull over. And someone actually saw me pull over. He stopped and asked if I was okay. And I was like, no, I'm not okay. And I went back to the hospital again. And at this point, I'm like, no, there's something wrong. Y'all just don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah. Same thing. But my PCP had... My, um, my primary care doctor happened to be doing runs at the hospital that day that I went to. And he came over and he was like, I've been seeing you for years. I've never um, you know, seen this before. I think you're having anxiety or panic attacks. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, the same thing as you said. My mom And my mom kind of was like, why would she be having panic attacks? Because you're thinking, like, everything is going great. Nothing yeah. wrong. And it's like overwhelming feeling keeps coming over you. But I also remember being in that place where... Um, can't go to sleep yeah. in the middle of the night. I live alone, so I don't really have anybody to talk to. Who do you call at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning right. when you can't go to sleep? And it's a very lonely feeling. And it almost is to the point where it's debilitating because then you like, well, I don't want to go outside because what if it happens if I'm at another event or something like that? And yeah. this is the time we're getting the podcast together, what are you? And it also, it, then it switched to anxiety, but then it switched to being depressed about it because yeah. you don't know how to shake it. Yep. So, and it's funny that, you know, now mental health is a really big topic. But if now I think back about it, we weren't really talking about Never. it then. And especially in our community, the yeah. black and brown community, of course. Yeah. But a lot of people are struggling because they it's think what they have to do is just push through it. Yeah. But it's, it's going, it comes, it's going to just on. come. It'll right. just, it comes out of nowhere. And you're like, whatever that is that triggered it, don't come back. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? You'd be like, sometimes you'd be on edge, like, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. It could possibly trigger it for you. But, you know, I decided to kind of treat it holistically. Um, and I know what my triggers are now. Mm. So, um, 
what do you kind of normally do now when you know that maybe it may be coming on to kind of like settle yourself yeah to like stay calm well thankfully it has not come back for years good um uh i don't know what the triggers were okay. that's the craziest part it might have been because i was a new mom mm-hmm. um i felt when you when you become a new mom i don't know if this is for everybody but it was definitely for me I was like, oh my God, I have to do everything right. I can't mess up. I got to do everything right. And I have to stay alive for my son. Right. Like, I have to I have to be here. That, and then there was music stuff going on right. at the time. Um, it was also me thinking, okay, um, Thea also said this to me. She was saying, it's not about what you do now when I was pregnant. It's okay. not about what you do now. It's about, I think she was kind of saying, like, it's about how you handle it, you know, your your career after, okay. right? So a lot of times, uh, someone else told me when I told them I was pregnant, oh, it's over for you. You, you, you can't, this is, you're not going to you have time. You can't bounce back. back. Listen, I was touring. I took, like, a small tour with uh, Chrisette Michelle. Okay. And I was touring with her all the way till I was seven months pregnant. Wow. And I stopped um, because on a plane, I don't know what it was. My my, it, it was hurting my stomach. I don't know what it was. And I was moving, running through the airports and stuff like that. And then it not was even, time to sit down. It was time to sit months. down. <laughs> and then um, the last thing that I did, Obama came to Temple, I think it was. And I spun. The famous drop that we yes. all, that No, was, that wasn't even that one. That, that one was in Germantown. Okay. Yeah, this was the second time. Second time, okay. Temple. And um I was I was super pregnant. It was like probably like eight months. That was the last thing that I did. I made sure I did that. <laughs> <laughs> even if they you didn't say your your water broke, I gotta get there on the temple. <laughs> <laughs> and our president is the we gotta go, I gotta right? make sure I'm there. Yeah, so that was like the last um job that I took. So saying this to say I pretty much worked throughout my whole pregnancy. Right. And the day I left the hospital, I saw I was born in Edmonton. The day I left the hospital, I went to the station to go do my talk for ten. Yes. Newborn baby in the car. <laughs> I said, go to the station. I gotta do my talk breaks. <laughs> I never stopped. <laughs> I never I stopped. Know your husband was over you. <laughs> he know me. He know I'm crazy. And I went and I did my talk breaks. And I was doing my mixes. I was still working. My PD, he was like, uh, Derek, he's like, you diamond, you need to take time. I said, no, I don't need to take time off. Let's go. Let's so get you, it. Even so after you, so you didn't take up real maternity leave. No, I ain't taking no maternity leave. I told you, girl, I was working. Oh, he. <laughs> He listen, my PD ain't even know I had my son until somebody else told him. They oh. were like, Diamond, you had the baby? Yeah. I was gonna say that. That's normally not my thing. Um, but I was gonna say it was the best hit in pregnancy of all time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you just dropped out with a baby. I did. And I and I did that because I wanted to keep working. Okay. I didn't want people to say, Oh, you can't book Diamond, she's pregnant. Right. No, I'll tell you when I wanna stop working or when I wanna you hear that? Yeah. Expecting mothers or new moms. And I feel like it's more acceptable. I mean, it's been kind of acceptable, right. like in the industry, but and they didn't put like that that stigma on you, whatever. Right. But now it's like, at that time, I said I want to keep working. Don't tell anybody. And only a few of my family members knew. Okay. Right. Some of my family, like my my aunt, she was she was like, how can you? 
You're what? I told her like when I was five months pregnant. She said, you're five months pregnant? You didn't even tell me. You and I kept Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I said, don't tell anybody. You know, kind of keep it to yourself within the family. In a low-key baby shower, low key, everything. Yeah, low-key baby shower, low-key everything. Nobody knew wow. nothing. I didn't even post him until he was, like, maybe, like, a year and a half old. I promised. I was like, when did this when That's did what they was like, who is this kid? Oh, <laughs> 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 And a few of my friends knew. Shout out to Lee Mason. She knew. Uh, my friend Shante, my best friend. That was it. Those was like the only three friends that know. That's good though. You kept you kept going. Now I know I derailed us, so um, that's okay. I, know I never even talked about that yeah. before. You decent. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I promise when we come back, y'all, we are really going to talk about her at the White House. We're going to talk about your MTV rap. <laughs> I promise. We coming right back. It's your girl Lauren Reed. What Ice Radio Diamond Cuts. Yeah. Stay tuned. We are back, everybody. It's your girl Lauren Reed. What Ice Radio Brooklyn Bull. Pay the bills. Diamond Cuts, we back to you. We yeah. promise them. We coming right back to talk about <laughs> what you got going on. Um, so I'm scrolling. Easter Sunday. Um, you know, we have a, a group text for the Water Ice team. And I saw you at the White House with your beautiful son. Yeah. And I said, yo, y'all, Diamond Cuts is at the White House <laughs> DJing for the, their Easter egg, the Easter egg roll, I think yeah, it's yeah. called. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we ain't going to be able to get her now. She at the White House. <laughs> and Heck was like, no, 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 we got it. But the White House, that's huge. I mean, yeah. we know that, like I just said, the infamous drop with President Barack Obama. So you've been around presidents before and been able to DJ for them. But how did the you actually DJing at the White House come about? Oh, man. Um, because I've done so much, you know, so many political things and all of the stuff that I do, um, they reached out to me and they were like, um, would you be interested? I said, hell yeah. Right. I always wanted to take Aiden to the, that's my son's name. I always wanted to take Aiden to the Easter egg roll. Okay. Um, but, uh, I was never successful at it. I was always too late or I didn't put it, you know. So when they asked, I was like, definitely hands down let's do it so um so i get there and they're giving me a walkthrough and i never we all a lot of us drive by the white house far away behind the gates (laughs) but um when i was like standing right there in front of us hey this the white house i was it was cold what's the clearance to get into the white house like (laughs) did you have to give a valid yes I thought I was giving my life away. <laughs> no, but that's the same as all the time. But right. this time it was a little bit more intense. serious. Yeah, more intense because, um, they, I mean, they checked everything. I mean, I was asking they went to see what I ate this morning. Like, right. seriously. But, no, it was cool. They have to do that. Of course. But, um, but yeah, it was it was intense. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And it was cold. And it was raining. And I... They didn't bother even me, my son, nobody. We just had a good time. good time. We just had a good time. It was it was a lot of fun. All the kids were having a good time. Like were, were they? Did they, did you have to share, of course, your set list with them before? I did. Of, you did. Yeah, I had to. Okay, you had yeah, to. I knew that. And I I hate I don't I don't play off set list okay. ever. I always play off of a vibe. Okay. Right? So um, when I when I do any event, I I um I look at the crowd. I'm like, okay. I think this might be that type of part. Okay. Um, and you put a little test records on, see what they like, and they're like, oh, y'all like this? I got more of that. Okay. You know what I mean? So um, I don't like playing off a set list. 
but I had to because it's kids. It's kids. And you got to make sure everything is super duper clean. So it was a different experience, and it was cha- it was a challenge, and I love a good challenge. So when somebody ex- asks me to DJ something I've never done before, I'm always going to jump at it because I never did that before. Right. I got to do it, you know. So that was one of those things. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Did you get an opportunity to meet um, President, um, President Biden? I didn't. I okay. didn't get a chance to meet him. Um which was okay. There was a lot of other celebrities and stuff too. You, I seen people just all over the place. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to meet them. I didn't actually walk up to anybody. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I just go and I work and I just try to enjoy myself, have a good time, and live in the moment. I'm trying not to chase people down. I feel like that's a Philly thing. Like it when is. We're from Philly, we we don't bother nobody. We don't bother nobody. <laughs> Like, I saw a video the other day with Wallow, and he was like, we call that being, we think Joe. being Joe, you know what I mean, <laughs> and the other word, but um, it's like, it's a vibe with us, like, we don't want to do too much. Yeah, and I've always been like that, and I always let my work speak for itself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, there's a, so, so, some there are people that I really, really want to meet, mm-hmm. and even when I have the opportunity, of course I'm going to, you know, express myself to them, but I'm not chasing nobody down, and I right. and I barely, if you go on my Instagram, I be around people all the time, you barely see me posting pictures with celebrities and stuff like that, I don't do that, you know what I mean? Um, I just like to let my work speak for itself. I don't like to chase anybody. We all human, you know what I mean? Right, we all got blood. <laughs> we all got skin, <laughs> nails, whatever. So you are Philly all the way to the core, mm-hmm. but this is a huge Philly thing, DJing for the Eagles. Yes. You bleed green? Yes. Okay. So we do want to oh, make I sure. Y'all, we all probably don't got the same blood. No, some people ain't green. no um, yeah. So how's that, um, DJing for the Eagles? That's fun. That was fun. That was one of those things where, like, when you're a creative um, most creatives, their brains don't stop right. moving, and my brain don't stop moving. And it was like two, three o'clock in the morning or something like that. I wake up super early, annoying. And I was like, huh, I wonder if the Eagles got a DJ. So I had hit up uh, Rodney McLeod. Shout out to Rodney McLeod. I hit him up, and um, I think yo, I said Rod, did a, the Eagles got a DJ? He's like, I don't think so. And I said, well, let me, you know, let hit Talk him up. To somebody, yeah. yeah. So I, I got in, I, I, I sat with um, with, with, with the uh, the VP and, uh, you know, and my girl my girl over there. And we was asking questions. They was asking me questions. And we were supposed to get started in 2020, but you know what happened in 2020. Right. Um, so I didn't actually get started until 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, the link is already live. Yeah. Outside and inside. Yeah. So how you, how you interact with that energy that's already there? That's different, too. Because um, I only DJed the beginning. Okay. All right. Now, in in you know while the game is playing, a few of my mixes they might play, but I only spend in the beginning because during the game it don't, it's only like one or two minute slots to even play music because okay. they're there for football. Right. So um, so yeah, so that so 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 that's fine. I forgot what your question was, but um, just no, just, just like how it was um being with the Eagles, especially being from here. And yeah. we are such a big sports town. Uh-huh. Series about beat. them Eagles. Series about them Eagles. And the Sixers. And, and the Sixers. <laughs> um, so just to be in that space. But another big thing that you have coming up, and I'm an 80s baby, so this mm-hmm. is like big. Um, you guys are bringing back your MTV rights. Yeah. Um, me and my co-host, Jay, we always talk about like 
coming home from school, watching a, a couple things that, you know, on our list of things that we always watch, and that's one of the things on the list. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Um, um, they reached out to me, and they were like, um, you know, would you be interested? And I said, hell yeah. I say hell yeah all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hell yeah, let's go. So they were like, okay, so um, they want to be honest. We do have, like, other people that we're looking at, but you are our first pick. We really wanted to work out with you. Okay. Um, And they they said you'll be hosting with Conceited. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to do, like, a little test, like a little chemistry test or whatever. And uh, me me and Conceited, we just clicked. Like, you know, it was – and – my knowledge of music and yeah. everything that I do. I'm a DJ. It just made sense. Um, and I do, I did have, I do have like mm-hmm. TV experience and radio experience and all of these other communication experiences. So it just, it just. It was an easy transition. It was an easy, it was a very easy transition. And we went, we taped it and you know. It's coming out soon. Yes. Well, um, it's out now. It's out now. Yeah. Because it's on, it's streaming. Actually, streaming. Right? Paramount, yeah, Paramount. it's streaming on Paramount Plus. And I think everywhere else around the world, I think it's, it's on, like, MTV or something. So, out of all the people that you interviewed, I'm not going to ask who your favorite was, but what was your most interesting interviewing artist to talk to? My favorite person to talk. She said to. favorite. Okay. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had I had a lot of I had a lot of. A, a, uh, cool people um, that that I loved speaking with. Lotto was one of them. Trina. Trina, okay. Yeah, and we got it's some. I mean, y'all gotta watch it if you ain't tuned in yet. Make sure y'all check it out. But it's some um, some good interviews. Some good on interviews there. on there. All right, we gotta check. We gonna check it out. <laughs> um, you talked a little bit about touring too. Um, mm-hmm. You tour with Nikki. Yeah. You, you said you did a small tour with Chrisette Michelle. Uh-huh. Um, do you like the touring life, or do you kind of like to be stable? here at the radio station no you know it's crazy when i first started djing i never wanted to do radio i wanted to tour i didn't okay. want to sit in one spot but um touring is fun okay it is it, touring is fun you get to go all over the world see so many things but um so many times i've said and i've just played music behind people and i was like yo i can I want to be my own person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Touring is great, and I'm not getting any tour DJs out there. That, that's an awesome thing to do. You get to see the world. You get to perform for a lot of people. Right. But um, I was like, I, I want to be my own person. I didn't want to be attached to anybody. I didn't want to be um, Nicki Minaj, just a, that's Nicki Minaj's DJ. DJ. That's Power 99's DJ. I wanted to be my own person. So touring was fun, and it was a great experience, and I'm thankful to have had it and continue to do things. But I like to kind of be my own person and move on my own. Um, So uh, I can't see myself being, like, doing it again. Maybe later on down the line, I I never know. But for now, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at craziest tour you ever been on remember craziest tour i've been on gotta be nikki gotta be nikki yeah i know her fans are different <laughs> they it's louder than what we really see right yeah I know they, they love her it was tour, tour, i learned so much from nikki like i know um a lot of people and then even she says it sometimes where people feel like she's might be i guess quote unquote bitchy or whatever but i learned so much from her um i felt like my DJ voice mm-hmm. didn't become my DJ voice until I was touring with her because 
I, I did like tour with Lil Mama. We did like the Chris Brown tours okay. and stuff like that. But Nikki, when I was with her, it was Pink Friday, Nikki, the Roman Reloaded, Nikki. It was like, you guys know what you're doing up here. You know what so I mean? It was a time to be alive. Yes, sure. yes, 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 yes. So, so um, touring with her was fun, and I learned a lot from her. She is like a, a machine. Just watching another woman just kind of just kill it. Like, you really doing your business. thing. Really about your business. I learned a lot from her, and I'm so thankful to um, have worked with her. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. I can sit here and talk to you all day about your Girl, stuff. you can call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, when we come back, we're just going to see, like, what else you got coming up, if there's anything that you could tell us about, and just what you want, you know, our audience to remember about you and where you want your legacy to stay. So it's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here. We're coming right back with Diamond Cuts. It's Water Ice Radio, y'all. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, from the Lauren Reed Live Show on Water Ice Radio. What's up, Jay? I'm good, J.D. Gentleman here, and uh, I'm very excited for this season. I am, everybody, because we have a new home. Yes, the new home, Brooklyn Bowl in Fishtown. Yes, you guys got to come out and check it. It is a beautiful space. And more than just a concert venue, Brooklyn Bowl's 12 downstairs bowling lanes, Blue Ribbon Restaurant, and special event space are open Wednesday through Sunday with no cover charge. Yeah, so whether you're looking for bowling, great food, or even just live music, make Brooklyn Bowl in Fishtown your next night out destination. For full calendar of events and more information, please visit brooklynbowl.com slash Philadelphia. See you there. I'll be here. All right. All right. We are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here with Ice Radio. We are here with Diamond Cuts, and y'all, all good things sometimes have to come to an end. Uh, and again, we want to thank you, Diamond Cuts, for being on the show. Thank you for um, But do you have anything other than the stuff? I mean, you got a lot of stuff going on. You got yeah. anything else that you want the audience to know about? Um, you got coming up. Just look, follow me on all my socials. I'm I'm not I'm not big on like telling everybody what I okay, got coming. Okay. But you things that you see. Okay. I don't know. Bruce Picnic. Um there's a lot of stuff coming up. It You'll is. see. All right. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like out. the element of surprise. I like the element of surprise. Yeah. Um, one thing we like to ask our guests is, you know, what's like one motto that maybe you live by that you can share with everybody, something to keep them motivated, to keep going. And also just what do you want people to remember you by? I want people to remember me as a lot of people say that, like, oh, Diamond, she's so down to earth, she's so cool, easy to talk to. And I, I love that about me, you know, that I will talk to anybody. Um, and I, anybody can have my phone number. And um, just that, that I'm, you're not really supposed to say these things about yourself, but I'm going to remain humble and i want people to always say you know that about me that you know diamond was humble she's she's cool she anybody could talk to her easy going yeah hard worker um and that's i mean hard working cool shit i mean (laughs) (laughs) well you are all those things and we definitely like to give our flowers around here Um, so again like just thank you for coming to the show thank you for always showing water ice love of course um, just thank you for being a pillar in our community as well. You, we see you at a lot of, you know, community-based things. Yes. So just being Philly all the way to the core, all you know way. what I mean? Sometimes, you know, people from Philly, they leave, they forget about us, but Diamond, you've always been here. <laughs> even on the Breakfast Club interview, repping Philly hey, Even from long. the White House, come back. Exactly, right? <laughs> White House, everything. 
So make sure you guys are following Diamond Cuts, but also make sure you guys are following WaterIce.com. Yes. We are your scoop to everything Philly. We have a TikTok now, and our oh, boss got us doing these TikTok videos <laughs> that you'll see me looking crazy in. So make sure you follow us on TikTok as well. It is, it's fun, right? <laughs> um, make sure you're going to our website to grab some um, to find out what everything we're doing in Philly. Um, and also to grab our merch is up there as well. Um, and just follow the whole fan. We're just excited that, you know, Philly is on board with Water Ice, so we're excited. We got great interviews coming up for you, and we got some more events. Outside is open. People are outside, and we got some good events coming up to you for summer 2022. And you guys know how we end the show. Not all superheroes wear capes. Sometimes we wear headphones. Peace.